you you open with the bounce? I'd probably say, hey, okay. mate, how's it going? And I say, you had a big night, man? Uh, no, nah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Come on, James. Let's ride. Let's do it. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest. It's Must Watch with George and Alan's most frequent guest, a very funny comedian and one of the stars of our futsal team. It's Freddie McMahon. Thank you. So pleasure to be here. Must Watch's most uh, guest most appearances. Yeah. That has got to be the best credit we've ever read out on this mm. fucking show. It is funny. Well, um, Freddie sent me his headshot and that as the bio. Like, <laughs> this is how you have to introduce me. Well, my housemates will say stuff like that when uh, I'll say like, oh, this evening I'm recording a podcast. They're like, you're always going out to record a podcast and you never promote them. And I'm like, eh, it's kind of more of putting in my hours thing. <laughs> I clock in, I clock out. I got must watch after this. You know what I mean? I'm busy. Uh, what are we doing today, boys? Today, we're talking. We're going to Freddie's alma mater, the place where he did university. We're going to Exeter. I in did the it. UK. Wow. I graduated. Excellent. So let's tell it. So Exeter, South, Southwest, Southwest England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty posh. It's very nice. Very it, nice. It's very similar. I was last on here talking about Canterbury and Cambridge is like the other side. Very similar cities in that they have like the cathedral is the main reason why they're. A city. Mm, okay. They're not very big. Mm. Right, and right, kind right. of built around the university. I did have a little funny story. I thought just maybe just. You better. The mic's hot, dude. You better, man. <laughs> We're going to wrap this one up soon, but I got, I'll just squeeze this one. No, uh, just to set the tone, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but it made me laugh. But uh, Exeter, they came out with a, uh, a, a Monopoly board version of Exeter, and the makers of Monopoly struggling to find. A uh, an area to be low rent enough to be Old Kent Road. I <laughs> literally said, "We do not know what to put in the uh, the the brown uh, tiles." And I think it's just the river. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said they they had a whole bunch of areas for all the Mayfairs and all the park lanes. It's just and all Mayfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and like, that, that's a game where everybody wins. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? we're all just <laughs> doing great. <laughs> there are no losers. But even they've done they've done additions for Oxford, Cambridge, York, and never had this problem before. And uh, in the end, they came up with I don't know if you'll remember these areas or not, but uh, Stepcot Hill was one of the bad areas. <laughs> And, uh, Sounds delightful. And I just read Stepcock Hill like to visit or whatever, and the first line, a beautiful road with lots of historic houses. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, part, I think it's only because it's a hill. Yeah. That's, that's the hardest part it's of not- it. It's like, oh, it's, it's gorgeous, it's divine, <laughs> but you will be a bit puffed. <laughs> you know? The other one was Keyside. Uh, Keyside and Exeter, which again, the first thing was one of cities, the city's most pleasant places, and they are the two low-rent areas. Of Exeter Monopoly, but the top places were, yeah, the, the cathedral, the university, the college, and all that sort of stuff. So everything's built around that. And it is a pretty, uh, it's a, is it a uni town? Like, because it's a big uni, or is it? Yeah, it's, it, it is. I, it was actually not to, not to brag, but it was the University of the Year in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there from 2012 to 2015. So <laughs> I think that's what I was Wow. Uni of the Year. I didn't know they did like a raw style thing. For <laughs> <laughs> it was it also. Is. LA comedian of the year. <laughs> I uh, I think it's because Oxford and Cambridge just sort of beat the shit out of each other, and then uh-huh. Exeter. Uh, you come. Guys I think it's I think it's it. because Oxford and Cambridge like just exist. They're a thing, and the minute someone else comes along with a bit of money, they go like, "Oh, uh, well, this is a new." Has thing. a promising year. It sort of they had a bit, they had a they put a lot of money into the mm. campus when I went. It was very impressive when you showed up there. Yeah, it's right. like people unit. playing badminton in the courtyard, and it's like I was there for three years. I never saw that shit other than the open days. <laughs> <laughs> they got like someone breathing fire in the open days, and they're like, like, "This is what the canteen is." Like, okay, you put your chicken skewer here. You guys gonna just blow fire directly onto it. So I was like doing a tour in North Korea or something. They're like bring out the badminton players, like, yeah. you know. and then. I was the bad in my third year at the open day. They were having me at gunpoint. Like, Do a mime, and by God, I did it. <laughs> or oh, I'll, oh, I'll send you to Keyside. It's <laughs> oh, no, so pleasant. Stop. Just a chain gang walking up Stepcot Hill, <laughs> slowly getting puffed, being like, "But the scenery is wonderful in it." Uh, uh, so, what was the University of Exeter like known for? Did it have like a specific like? Um, 
like thing that it did academic wise or sport wise or um i think they they put loads of money into all the sporting facilities there i think in a sort of so scattergun approach badminton bats like right like literally every every sport exactly like in the hope that an Olympian would emerge. You know what I mean? Like you just pump it out and then if someone gets good enough at the badminton to win a bronze at the games, mm-hmm. we're a badminton uni now. Okay. And I feel like that scattergun approach probably worked against him. Like I remember my first week, the uh, what's it called? Oh, Freshers Week, you know? Yeah. My first yeah, yeah. week. I've never played so much sport in my entire life. <laughs> like just because that's what everyone was doing. It's like, oh, I was playing like table tennis and then I was playing hurling or whatever. Uh, and at the end of it, I, I just... I a fair bit of hurling on my... Is that the Olympics? I'm <laughs> second, just throwing up on the podium. <laughs> just give me two more beers, a slab of hokies, it'll be fine. Um, and yeah, I, I felt like after that first week, I realised I wasn't really particularly outstanding at any of them. And so you just give up and then right. it's just only a few survive. You know? Right. Okay. So I didn't know that that, but I guess it's the prestige of having someone go to the Olympics. It's not like they're, they're, they're not a sports unit because everyone there's dumb. And you know, that's right. my understanding of like, you know, sports yeah, focused. Mean, it, it was crazy. So the campus is kind of on a hill mm. and all the sporting facilities are at the top of their hill. So you uh, kind of got yeah. an entry level level yeah. of fitness. <laughs> you know, access <laughs> what you want to get to. You know, you got to show some like base level cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, like the canteen is at the bottom. <laughs> you can fuel up yeah. and, I, and so you can just stay there for three years. So I assume for the three years you lived on campus and experienced I did my first year. I lived in like the, you know, one of the, whatever they call it. Yeah. The calls or whatever. Dorms. Um, and then the other, my second year, I actually lived in like a really cool, they, all these like former bed and breakfast, like these really tall buildings. They had like loads of rooms just stacked on high, like five floors and they all had ensuite bathrooms. Oh. And the reason why they were dirt cheap is because that's where like the worst people would go because they hadn't figured out a living arrangement mm. to arrange for the next year. And so if you were like, Desperate to find somewhere. There's your old live. Kent Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like this is a tower. But then you go there and you're like, I go on ensuite bathroom, like, oh, <laughs> you know. Fuck, that's what. So um, you lived in there for the last two. I lived, I lived there for the, um, my second year. And yeah, there was some, there was a guy who had like a knife collection on like the floor above me. <laughs> it was crazy. I once walked in, like, I think he got like some mail. I knocked on the door and he'd like spread them out all over the carpet. Mm. And it was a testament to the quality and size of the room that he owned more knives than I've ever seen in my life. And they couldn't even cover like a quarter of that carpet. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> yeah. It was all this, you know. Was, um, was it, was he a, was he like a katana guy, like a weird nerd knife guy or just like a real I think like, it was just like, I'm going to. Aldi and I'm getting another knife. Like, <laughs> they weren't like elite, particularly. Uh, oh, I recognised every single one of those knives from okay, yeah, yeah. houses and stuff. Yeah, but um, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I lived there for a year, and I'll be honest, like that was still the best. Like I, I couldn't believe my luck when I first moved in there, yeah. and then just incrementally as you go, you realise like I feel very unsafe, but True. also the most comfortable I've ever been. But see, that's so much better than. Normal like uni dorm or the only experience I've had with it is two people to one room, like and with no bathroom. Like we had to go, so it was like shared bathroom, shared showers, and then just and next two to you're in hospital. Beds. If that's the, if it was you're a share in a hospital. bed with someone in a room, you're in hospital. Dude, it was that's the only way hospital. that happens. It was literally an old hospital. Half of the hospital was changed into dorm rooms for the students, and the other half was a working hospital. <laughs> and I'm not man in Maastricht in the Netherlands, and so we'd be walking through like a hallway to get back to our room <laughs> with like cases of beer just being like, we can't wait to fucking get fucked up tonight. And you'd be look over and some guy's like, you're coming home after a big night and I you're know, like, door yeah. A or door B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How much, how do I feel? They right put now? you on a drip. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. That's I actually, uh, um, speaking of medical emergencies, I actually, me and my friend, we saved someone's life or that's how it was yeah. explained to us. We were walking like, down the road and it was only like 10 30 p.m but like the rugby team or whatever had had like their big mm-hmm. night out and so they have um 
T-shirts with like people were meant to write. It's like when I don't know you finish a school play and everyone's mm. like writing the scriptures on T-shirts or whatever. I have I wouldn't know from experience. That so was, <laughs> <laughs> was very cool. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like a sports analogy, and yeah. then being like, it's like when you finish a Final Fantasy game and go around with your it's friends. It's like when I was in. I mean, a friend of mine was in Treasure <laughs> Island. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, but. Anyway, they just do this massive pub crawl and you can tell they're all wearing the shirts. It's just an opportunity for really them to mm-hmm. draw penises on. You gave 110% last night. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we just were walking home and we saw a guy passed out in the gutter with like a shirt from the previous year's team on. So we didn't know how long he'd been there. Maximum <laughs> <laughs> 12 months. <laughs> Minimum, he just didn't make the team that year, yeah. but still wanted to come out. Um, and he's just out there, like he's holding the shirt, and it was a, it was winter, it was like freezing night, mm-hmm. like we were all wrapped up, and this guy has no shirt, and so we thought, oh, we should probably like wake him up, and he'll be good to go. No response. Like we're, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, we kicked him. <laughs> <laughs> I exercised some demons from what the rugby guys used to do me when I was in my Treasure Island gear. Oh dear, I was the pirate that day. You know what I mean? Um, and sort of gave him a nudge with our uh, with our winter boots, uh, and like no response to the point where it was mildly scary. Yeah. We were like, this is not good. And like you felt him, and he wasn't cold weirdly which is also weird where it's like mm. oh, i don't know i don't know what that is um and so we ordered like an ambulance to show up and uh they came out and were immediately like saw it took the vital signs and were like his heart rate is through the roof like this is a bad 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 Ooh, situation shit. And so they like put him into the ambulance. You're like, keep kicking him. <laughs> <laughs> we li- I think my friend literally said like, we kicked him, I'm so sorry. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, to be like, fall out of like, just so we can. He's, I'm like, you're confessing was, that. His heart rate was flying, but there's this boot print. And he's going through the roof. <laughs> it's like, we could have kicked the ankle. We kicked the temple. I don't know why. Um, and, uh, there's a little pirate booty in um, and then uh, he, he went, they sort of put him into the ambulance um, and then pricked his finger with like this thing. And we could see the heart rate and the heart rate was like crazy high. Were you like, can I do that? Can I stab him? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have my cutlass. <laughs> I was happy to help. Um, and so they pricked his finger. The heart rate like halved in less than a second and he shat himself. <laughs> and then was apparently like right as rain, ready to go. Like apparently he was back on the street. They were like, thank you. They literally said you saved his life. And we were Whoa. like, kind of feels like he won't appreciate it. <laughs> and after up, that, uh, the rugby team came to Treasure Island every year <laughs> and they never picked on Freddie again. Well, they, they realized who the treasure really was. Played scrum half the following year. So that guy just woke up, had shat himself in the back had of the Had shat himself. And then the weirdest thing they said was, uh, um, we were like, God, I'm so, that's I've never seen anything like that. And they go, Well, we've never seen him particularly, but we have regulars who are in this exact situation, wow. who are literally being resurrected. And so just, just wake up in like imagine if Jesus on the third day, like, just <laughs> away, like I need new pants, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> Someone drives the nail and the cross. Yeah. He's like, Oh boy, that's why Jesus is always wearing like that hospital gown because yeah. it's, that's the way he's at. You know, someone made the rugby team. One year, in, um, one year in Melbourne. Danny, my brother, saw like oh Danny Benson. He was yeah, the, the, the one and only. He um was at or he just left a bottle shop and he was like standing there figuring out what we we're gonna do or trying to get in contact with us. And this old bloke just walks out next to him with a full bottle of wine and just like sort of looks over at Danny and then just falls completely, just like like hits the ground. No, doesn't attempt to put his arm out. Wine bottle smashes everywhere. And Danny's like, holy fuck! And like calls an ambulance and they come and they're like panicking because like the wine looks like blood. It's all weird and creepy he's he's cut his head up real bad and they're sort of getting all the um gurney set up and that and they flip him over and one of them goes oh it's fucking cory delaney and they're like <laughs> cory like he just does it all the time like, <laughs> oh is he like narcoleptic or something or is it just like no a- no he's just a drunk oh yeah. right only, yeah. only cory's uh, blood is uh, like chardonnay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um Jesus no that's Christ. that's crazy like i do feel um if you worked like the ambulance racket. I don't know if that's the technical term. <laughs> uh, you know, now it's sort of a part-time role. But like, if you see at what point, uh, clearly it's not your role to then have a conversation with the person and be like, I think certain patterns have to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like that's maybe, uh, look, we love the first responders and everything that they do. Mm. But clearly a bit of mental health outreach 
just, <laughs> just on the touch. end of that interaction rather than just being like, and back on the street yeah, you go. Yeah, come yeah. on. See you next idiot. week, brother. <laughs> Fresh now, I think it would go a long way. <laughs> just to save the Danny Bensleys of the world yeah. an old fuck moment. Just say, hey, Corey, maybe a goon bag next time. You know, that's going to cushion the blow. Because yeah, also, but- let's be real, like- Eventually, Corey's going to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the person who finds him then is like, they're the ones who are going to need the mental health outreach. Exactly. Yeah. And so go. what I'm saying is Freddie the McManus ambulance crews have fallen short for too long. <laughs> I forgot their name was paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> I called them ambulance casuals not seven seconds ago. I called them Ambi Boy. <laughs> <laughs> On that Ambo circuit, doing the open yeah, mics. So. That's it. Oh, man. but I, I, so <laughs> You a- get a siren at four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, it must have yeah. been so. Drinking culture is a big thing. Then is it? Is it? Is that? I feel like any uni, like even if you go to the most posh British university, right. I feel like that's got to be a big thing. Mm. Or is I think it, so. Also, it just gets weirder and weirder. I, I feel like the fancier it is, get the weirder it is, and the, the more it's like behind closed doors, mm. you know, doing some weird, more secret ritual or clubs and yeah, handshakes yeah, and shit like that. Fort and yeah, no Jaeger bombs. I I feel like the other issue with it is that. There's like a what was really strong at XC University is like a pub crawl culture of like mm-hmm. we can never be static for any moment. Yeah. Like we're always on the move. Like we have to go to like it, that insane thing where it's like we can have a drink at every venue. It's like what a commute that yeah, is. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. you have to have at least eight venues to yeah, get yeah. a light buzz on. Meanwhile, you're like walking in the streets, so you're kind of burning it off. Like to be honest, I was ready. I was more strong. I was more strong academically. Like at the end of one of those, than if I just sat in my room. <laughs> but we been drinking have, um, that. We had a universe uh, engineering um, fraternity shit at our uni. <laughs> Freddie just started laughing at engineering fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I've never heard fraternity in this. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Like a, like a union. Uh, I, union. The re- sorry, the reason I laughed is because knowing the demographic of engineering students, it's automatically a fraternity because it's only fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, very, very right. you know, male heavy. But it was like a union, right? So something like that. But basically, it was you have to pay. Everyone has to pay 150 bucks a, a semester or whatever, and then they use all that money for. You know, uh, you know, team building or whatever, which was just was money at the bar at a pub, yeah. and then because that's sort of not fun enough, I guess there was like, okay, who can drink ten pints without pissing, and then also once you do piss, so then you get a point, and and then you got to do this, and then it's one, pronounced pint, pint, <laughs> pint. but then you, you got to the eleventh or whatever, and you pissed. Like you had to piss in your pint glass and then have to drink your own piss. There was just those ridiculous rules to somehow <laughs> add some structure to drinking. And you ever like, hear a story and realize that you'd be the person marking up the points? <laughs> 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 like I, I mean, like stressing because if I don't get the tally right where you cross at five, I have to drink my own piss. <laughs> and I've not been drinking at all. So it's like no heavily one's... dehydrated. It's like it's like a thimble's worth of the most putrid stuff you've ever oh, seen. Or syrupy. Yeah. Fred's oh. going and tasting everyone's Is that piss or is that a light lager? You <laughs> or know? is that corn? I got some stuff on that. So it seems like Exeter, like with the uni culture, has like a lot of club nights dedicated solely for university students or at least very popular with university students. And there's a great website uh, about Exeter called The Tab, which is kind of like the BuzzFeed, but only Exeter related. So like all the headlines are like, we found the best places to shag in University of Exeter. (laughs) And I almost was going to quiz you on all of them, but they were, it was extensive. It was just like everyone. I was like, try a a bed in your dorm, buddy. (laughs) Oh no, uh, that was in the article. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so I, I found like a bunch of people who were, recommending club nights so the first one would be cheesy tuesday do, do you want me to literally i can tell you still to this day monday to friday well I, I, yeah. i've got the list so i just want to i want your impressions let's, of all maybe of they've them. changed let's though, just so. test him yeah yeah che- cheesy tuesdays where Remember was that, that at arena oh, but yeah. it's cha- it's that might have changed the same but you go monday you go to mosaic or arena tuesday you go to cheesy tuesdays at arena wednesdays you got a timepiece oh yeah i've got timepiece on but the list. that's that's all Sports socials, so you will get beaten to a literal pulp if you go on Wednesdays. <laughs> Thursday, you can go to Arena again, or you can go to Mosaic. Again. I've got fever for Thursday. Do you have the fever for Thursday? 
Um, no. Cool. <laughs> Maybe new. I think that's actually, uh, uh, no, that's an academic event. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what my lectures were called. <laughs> like, we're going to fever Thursdays. Yeah, I've got a fever on Thursday after three <laughs> nights of drinking. Yeah, and then uh, um, you've got like the Lemon Grove on Saturdays. Yes, Ooh. the fan, the Lemmy. Uh, which oh. is now gone, apparently. It's, also, I've lived in Australia long enough where the the voice you were doing for like the tab in Exeter, it's a voice I recognise and I now hate. <laughs> like I've realised I've been corrupted against English accents now. I went back, I saw my family for the first time in three years. They were like, hello, Freddie. I was like, oh. <laughs> Stop saying in it, in it. It's just insufferable. Okay. So the Lemmy was obviously quite liked by people from the University of Exeter because I found like two or three in memoriam posts about it that made the independent <laughs> student use of newspapers. Oh, I thought you meant like people who actually died. No, yeah. no, 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 no. no. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a nightclub popular with students and it inspired a bunch of articles. And this sentence is uh, purportedly written in English, but I don't understand a fucking word of it. Okay. The home of the original three VKs for six quid. It could be argued that the Lemmy was where the Exeter Boltoff was born. <laughs> <laughs> Students could leave the bar sporting a VK claw knowing they hadn't broken the bank. On top of this, the double up for one quid was also a cracker, allowing yourself to get double drunk and have double the fun. What the fuck is a VK? Uh, it's like a cruiser. Right. Uh, and so what, what's the, what's what's the, the bolt, bolt off? off? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know that one. I tried to Google it, but uh, it sounds like not a running really race. come up. But, um, also, I can't stress it off how, like, I found a niche in my first year and then just didn't branch out for the remaining time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's very clear we things passed it. me by. You did Treasure Island. <laughs> that was a school, dude. That should have been in the county. But uh, this is my favourite part from, uh, um, and this is from the student newspaper, The Exapose. A little, yeah. a little play on Exposé and Exeter. Mm -hmm. I, I famously wrote an article in there once. And this, uh, oh, what was it about? <laughs> I do not recall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cut, cut, mark here. But uh, the, it, it, this concerns the closing time at Lemmy's, where it says, "So the, it says suddenly something happens. The atmosphere changes. A single lonely piano is heard. Could it be? Is it time yet? Yeah. I sit and wait. Yeah. It is time. Does an angel? <laughs> I was going to bring this up because this is contemplate my fate. And then it says the lights turn on, and you see, and basically everyone fucking goes nuts yeah. because "Angels" by Robbie Williams it's is huge. the closing song. Yeah. There. yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. And my girlfriend still brings this up because she did exchange in Norwich. And mm. she's like, it's fucking bizarre. It, no matter where you go, that's it, the last song. You, and everybody so you sings. see the form. You see the formation we're in now. That's you and the strangers you've met on that. <laughs> oh, getting around. Everyone, everyone's here, <laughs> and then like, like no one's in the middle. Like God, no, God forbid a dance break would a break out. It's yeah, not yeah. the time. Okay? okay, you had seven hours before <laughs> we should have to all try and moves out. Kids. We're just gonna politely sway side to side. I might confide some very personal details about myself to you who I will never Random see again. Person, yeah. uh, and then like, it just disperses. It's there's, there's a weird magic to it. And that's but like, it means I can't listen to the song. Yeah. We, that's should, got, we should is end that the episode by just all singing it. I didn't actually get cast in Treasure Island. <laughs> I did study. Yeah, I was, but- No, every... I was talking about me. Oh. <laughs> so that is, a, that's England wide? Like in Norwich Bush, as at well? At least Norwich. Yeah. I don't that know if it's a I've thing. seen, I've heard, I've, you know, I feel like they did closing time yeah. pretty commonly in yep. Australia. Closing never time also angels. pretty common in the States, I think. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. one thing that kind of like uh, pops up in like a lot of the reviews of Exeter, and I've got a few that I'll read out, but like, a lot of them that would uninteresting is like basically like the Robbie Williams problem is kind of like um, endemic of like a wider music scene in Exeter where people are like one star DJ yin yang doesn't come to this place. Instead, they just play S club seven. Don't stop moving to the funky, funky beats. And why is that? And you're like, cause it fucking rules. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm 19, I don't want to listen to some dipshit fucking mix stuff. I want to listen to like bangers that I grew up with. Like, yeah. Yeah, busted year 3000. Yeah, oh yeah, that busted was name checked multiple times in the reviews. So here's one, here's a review for reviews. Here's a review for Cheesy Tuesdays <laughs> yes. uh, from a bloke named Alistair. 
The ticket queue system is extremely unfair. Arrived as part of a group on the dot at 11 p.m., yeah. but a very unfriendly and aggressive bouncer split up half our group and said we had to join the end of the non-ticket queue as part of our group was too late, despite arriving simultaneously. Leaves a very bad taste considering returning customers going back several years. Extremely disappointed and not surprised that Fever is taking the Exeter nightlife business from Unit 1. Usually a banger, though. XOX four stars. <laughs> so Arena was changed to Unit 1 the year after I left, I remember, because the people I knew who were still there were like, they struggled to recover. Right. But, yeah, that, that was the thing is there's a big queue outside, uh, and if you'd, like, pre-booked tickets, then you get to go straight in. If you didn't, you'd just, like, wait in the line. And I'm not kidding, like, for three hours. Oh, like, you'd wait for man. so long. And I don't know why. Because everyone would just be getting drunk outside, I yeah, guess. It's yeah. like, and as you say, there's not a thriving uh, music scene. So, <laughs> so in absolute silence, we were having as much, if not more, fun. Uh, and you're just, like, outside the venue. Um, yeah, I got the, the bouncers weren't uh, aggressive, but they were, like, very clearly, like, they would exercise their right to say, and you can go to the back out of like one group of people just to see what would happen. And oh, usually it's like, oh yeah, that one person would just toe the line. That's not everyone, brutal, not all of us yeah. can be the Alistairs of the world. You stand <laughs> up to injustice in the form of a Google review that those bouncers <laughs> will never read. And if they do, they'll laugh hysterically. But that's brutal to split, mate. Like, I feel like if there's three dorks, just let, send them all back or let them all in. Yeah, Don't go. Alex, <laughs> Jamie, back of the line. It's like, go with your team. It's, a, it's the ultimate the test of friendship. It's I like, know. if, if they, either we all go in or none of us go in. That's like, right. Yeah, see, I think I, it's building character. I know, mm. It depends, like, what kind of guy you are. Because, like, say the three of us are in a line, right, and they go, like, go to the back, Jamie. I'd be the kind of guy who was like, oh, I'll go to the back and, like, I'll sacrifice myself. And I would go back being like, I'm such a good guy. But I'd also be fuming that I wasn't let in, you know. Yeah. But I feel like there is always someone in the group who's like, all right, I'll go in. I'll go in and fucking... Check it out for us, and I'll give, you, I'll give you a message to say to make sure it's sh not shit. You know, yeah. the like, weird thing is that once you were in your place, in the place was like sacred. Like I remember walking out, having been let in. You got the stamp, and I threw up in full view of the mountain, and then just walked back in. <laughs> and there's like 300 people queuing, being like, "You kid, <laughs> this man has clearly had enough." But I'm like, "I got a stamp, brother." And fans are just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Where is your stamp, young man? Yeah. <laughs> and then just wave. Also, back in. the stamp was from memory. It was just like a smiley face, like easily accessible stamp yeah. from any yeah. you know shop you go to. So if you don't have the initiative to buy one of those stamps, you don't deserve to come. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about like? Do you remember that kind of thing at like music festivals when people would do like the, the smiley yeah. face stamp and yeah, yeah. you just rub your wrists together and try and get it? Yeah, that worked. That's worked it, once yeah. or twice. I, I would never work. try. Did it. you it ever? Were you illegal. the um? Were you the the liability in the group? Going in with friends or ah uh, yeah one hundred percent yeah yeah the, two, the, uh, the too guy drunk. even when I'm not too Trying drunk to... I just look too drunk yeah that's true <laughs> I feel like we should eject can you we can we like... can we simulate can Bansy be the bouncer and you're walking in you just want us to tread the boards like, yeah, 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 yeah I do I, I very much do okay well what so Bensley's the bouncer so Bensley's the bouncer and he's gonna ask you the sort of questions they'd ask you if you're arriving at like ten ten thirty and you're just gonna you're as drunk as you are right now which is very. I'm obliterated. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're just going to get, and then I'll get a read on just how you sound. All right. Those are all in this setting. Okay. Uh, so I would probably have my, just like physically, I would have fish. <laughs> Undo my fly <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and my pants will be very my ankles. To avoid any like possible, because you know, like if it, one of the cardinal sins is like you get your wallet out, you fumble to take your ID out. People are like, he slipped there. I'm yeah. not letting it. So I would have preemptively taken my ID out of my wallet and I would have it in my front left pocket. Okay. Easy to just whoosh. How are nice. you, mate? Nice. Well done. Okay. 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 So right, now so Benzie has had enough time to get into character. <laughs> Benzie's okay. also just seen you fumbling around yeah. telling everyone your strategy to get in. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, everything you just said was audible to the man who's definitely not going to let you in. Oh, yeah. I was in the so I do. <laughs> He's going to Benzie. You don't want to bring out your crumb card, right, mate? You got to get the idea. Oh, yeah. I was in a line with a Zoom as well, being like, I'm recording a podcast right now. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Yeah, walk so it up. I, right. I would probably, uh, if I've had. <laughs> let him ask you. No, well, I'm just saying, if You're I've had three drinks, I'd probably. Open, I'd probably be like, oh hey mate, how's it going? So you you open with the bounce? I'd probably say, hey okay. mate, how's it going? And I say, you had a big night, man? Uh no, nah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gone, you are gone! Oh my god! You lost it! I broke, I broke. You looked at me, laugh, and then just 
put your foot directly in your mouth. I like that answer. Not, really, also, weirdly, not yet yeah, a cheeky answer. I know, but also, uh, Benzie's. Benzie's bouncer voice had me pissing like I was uh, at one of Alex's engineering fraternities. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm terrified of this dude. <laughs> Big night, mate. Not yet. I want to do yet. it. That's I a good one. I also, it, I, I also liked like if uh, I had laughed and I'd said not yet, the bouncer would have been like, hey, "Good one." I like right. Uh, no, I would have given you a little smirk and probably like a yeah. So let me do it without looking at Alex. Okay. Okay, well, well, different question. All right, ready? Because he's prepared now for the Had a Big Night, mate. Okay, well, I've got riffs for days. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Let me in, I'm going to get fucked up. <laughs> I'm about to flaunt RSA law. Uh, all right. All right. Oh, good day, mate. How you going? How many drinks you had? Oh, like three? Three. Yeah, three. You look pretty pissed at me, mate. I don't think so. I've only had three drinks. I was just uh, having prees. Why do your eyes keep mate? darting over to the guy next to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're two pretty big guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in. Man, he's he's in, 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 man. Get in here, you scam. I just think... I, that's fascinating to me that you lead with hey, a How's it going? <laughs> oh, it no, going sh- speak when spoken to. Yeah. I don't we have, we have to go to a club now, and you just watch me freeze up in front of a guy <laughs> and just like slowly pull out my ID and put it in front of his <laughs> face without saying a word. <laughs> but usually, I'm pretty sure I say, "Hey, mate, how's it going?" Like I yeah. thought that was pretty common. I think it's good. Do you know what I was a fiend for, and probably still am, is the voice crack. <laughs> my voice broke when I was like seventeen, <laughs> and I like was what, like just the, I the just testy turned, pop like the uh, yeah yeah. So I just graduated from there, um, as I was like starting uni, <laughs> and so it was very precarious. <laughs> you you lean on me even a little bit, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like full choir boy. Yeah. How many oh. drinks? Three, really three. <laughs> Maybe four. Oh, I got some reviews of Timepiece Wednesdays for you. Oh, yeah. This one uh, from a woman named Rebecca. There is no better feeling than being watched by a pedophilic 70-year-old man <laughs> while you dance the night away in Timepiece. The sensational aroma of sick dashed with a little sweat and perfume really gives Timepiece that authentic feel. I love popping to the toilet where the lack of hygiene makes me feel right at home. I once recall bursting open a cubicle door and finding, to my excitement, feces overflowing just like Niagara Falls. It's not only the best place... as you can see, (laughs) very good academic (laughs) university. It's not only the best place in Europe to pull, but it's also the best place to find yourself a charming specimen of a stalker. Nothing turns me on more than being followed around by the weirdest sheep of the herd. No amount of stars in the sky could justify how highly I would recommend the social venue of the world. Dripping with sarcasm... She gave it five stars. Wow. So, like, okay. Also, I, so assume- it would be funny if that was just her being completely genuine, being like, "Yeah, I love getting <laughs> I followed love around by a seven-year-old man." When, when they talk about like creepy men watching, I remember the bouncers in the venue, like where the dance floor was. I think it might have been just specifically one guy, but he did it every week. Is he would like climb up to the top corner of the room like Spider Man and like <laughs> look down on the That's like a vantage point. Like if anything kicks off, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like unbelievable. He used to be so quick and so like I I do not have an aggressive bone in my body, but you kind of want to start shit just to yeah, sort of yeah. see What's it this happen. Guy gonna do? And then it's like mid Mr. Brightside. He's like, no bouncing. Like, <laughs> I got one more for timepiece Wednesday. It's a one-star review by a bloke named Ryan who I think has no idea. It said, my friend Wacker called a bouncer gay and we got kicked out. (laughs) One star. Classic (laughs) All right, mate. Uh, It sounds like the one star of that story is Wacker. (laughs) (laughs) How many of you had a night, mate? Well, you're gay. (laughs) (laughs) You're gay. (laughs) Let me out. Oh, Oh, dear. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I love not yet. I don't have the only one I've seen. Like, I mean, that was obviously simulated. But my friend Rashik. Very drunk. We're trying to get him in and doing like the, you know, the pep talk around the corner. Like, all right, mate, you're good. He's yeah, it's all good. And he walked up and just handed the guy his like credit card instead of his ID. I've had my Opal card to someone before. And he just looked at it and I couldn't see the card. I'm standing. I think I was already in or was behind it. And then he just turned away. I'm going to the bounce. I'm like, come on, man, let him in. And he just showed me the card. I'm like, oh. Ah, but you know how I would have got out in that one? I would have been like. 
You have to be 18 over credit card, brother. Let me in. How <laughs> <laughs> you going? So, Jamie gets let in in this simulation we've created once and all of a sudden he's like, I'm the bouncer whisperer. <laughs> For just $49.99, I can let you know my secrets to get you into any venue in the world. Is what you say, buddy. And then Rebecca, like once, like Waka is the only guy. Yeah. And you're like, you see, Waka, you led with your game. You want to establish your point. <laughs> and you can call it gay all night long, you know? I like how I become more English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, and gosh. yeah, the, uh, what a, do, do you remember anything else about the club nights? I, I remember it was just one of the things where it's like it would be routine for you to go. Like I remember going without just knowing I would see my friends there, like without like yeah, organizing yeah, yeah, to yeah, go there, yeah. which is like really, yeah. I was so lame. I was I so did. sad. I was like walking there on my own, in- <laughs> embracing none of the social aspect. But like, I'm just coming to dance. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. My friends are never there. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Don't walk to the Bali every Saturday, hoping that Drew will be there. No, that's weird. <laughs> the Glengarry every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that once. So you're like a Not bar. I have done that once. Not like confirm with Drew that we're going somewhere and been sitting there for an hour and a half being like, where are you? And he's like, oh, I wasn't coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. I, I got a book here. <laughs> uh, um, I got a wild, uh, an old school. I'm, I'm going to take us back in time as I want to oh, do. Okay. Uh, a bit of a left. Robbie, left, uh, field uh, Robbie Williams was top of the airway. <laughs> song Angel. No, this is a, this is a famous, this is a while ago. This so the book of Exeter. It's known as the Exeter book and like it's got a bunch of different names, but it's basically, it's the oldest and possibly biggest uh, manuscript of old English literature, mm. like your Beowulf era. You okay. know? It contains about one sixth of all the old English poetry that's come down to us. Um, and it was, yeah, it was obviously it's the Exeter book. So it's, it was kept, I think, in that cathedral that you mentioned. Um, and, but a lot of it, so it's all poems and religious texts and like short stories and, and things, but a lot of it, is jokes or riddles. Oh, I like it. But they're all the riddles and jokes are all like dick and fart jokes. <laughs> it's very, it's very, um, and it's always like a little bit of a, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of double entendre. So, so like here's a carry on movie. Here's an example. Exactly. So here's an example of one of the riddles from, um, this, you know, so this is like 1100s. Or so is this a riddle that you, can we guess the answer? Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. And this is <laughs> translated from Old English. From to Old English yeah. to, um, yeah, so from Anglo-Saxon Do the to accent modern too. English. Blood motion, biting, blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they all sound like. It's weird. Oh, yeah. it's Charlie sweet. Brown's parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet chef from the Muppets. Well, I mean, the, hey, Anglo-Saxon, they came down from there. Um, so the Muppets? This is, uh, here's the riddle. Uh, a curiosity hangs by the thigh of a man under its master's cloak. I think I might know the answer already. <laughs> it's pierced through the f- through in the front. It is stiff and hard, and it has a good standing place. When the man pulls up his own robe above his knee, he means to poke with the head of his hanging thing, that familiar <laughs> hole of matching length, Sorry. which he has often filled before. So it... Oh, it's it meant can't to be, be. A, yeah. So it's got to be. It's got to be a belt right, or yeah. something. It's not a belt. Um, oh, that was a good one. Mm. Say this is bringing me back. I to, swear to God, if you take a sip of that beer and go, is it a penis? True, <laughs> 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 James. Like, hold on, I got is, it. That is <laughs> oh, oh, really, Freddie? <laughs> 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 Drew, <laughs> yes, is it a penis, brother? <laughs> it is not a penis. Uh, can you read that the last two sentences again? I feel like there's a Hole big clue in there. Hole before or something. Oh, okay. So when when the man pulls up his own robe above his knee, he means to poke with the head of his hanging thing that familiar hole of matching length which he has often filled before. You sound like a prosecuting lawyer, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it, it, you know, like a could hole. be like a weapon, like a dagger or a gun or okay, something. Not bad. In a Getting closer. Yeah. I feel like this can't go on much longer because this is a bad. Oh, I, bad I'll say for the record, I've given up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay it's a key. Up. It was a key. Oh. Key fills the lock. I guess they wear them hanging. Back Why is then. it so long? What do you mean? I thought it said it went down and like it's on a rope. It's on a rope. A janitor. Yeah. Yeah. Like in yeah, yeah, like that era. Thing. The keys right. were like but golf what, clubs what, back why then. Is, why is the key so long? Two and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but what's uh, 
crazy is like, yeah, it was kept in the cathedral and it was so thick and like Anglo-Saxon fell out of favor. Like people just couldn't understand it by the 13th century. So this thick book was basically used as like a cutting board and a coaster. So the original has all these like knife marks all through it and like beer rings where people were just like, it was like a fucking coffee table. Jesus Christ. And, and there's um, only one copy of this thing. There's like, yeah, this, this, is the, yeah, this is the original. And Bensley looks over it and goes, this is some of the best bits I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're all great. There's heaps Come of them. this one? Oh, oh man. Yeah, I can't wait to see Bensley at Everly be like, I've got a riddle for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you literally, when you were introducing it, you sounded like one of my older relatives when they asked me how stand-up's going. Like, the little riddles. <laughs> 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 Michael McIntyre, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but a little like the little kicker at the end, just a little fun fact for for the listeners, is it was basically rediscovered in the nineteenth century in the nineteenth century because there was renewed interest in the Anglo Saxons and their you know old English language, and uh, the most famous fan of the Exeter book who loved it and um, basically used a line of uh, from a poem, which is, Hail, Arendell, brightest of angels, over Middle Earth sent to men. Oh. J.R.R. Oh, Tolkien, J. that's R. where he got Middle Earth from. Right. So from Exeter. Okay. From Exeter, from the Exeter. So a lot of famous authors, Exeter. Do, yeah. do you know what J.R.R. stands for? <laughs> Joking, riddling, riddling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's my time. <laughs> oh, wow. I got a And Tolkien is like talking, so we Yeah, yeah. talking, yeah. riffing, joking, riddling. There he is. <laughs> Put that into a reel, we've got it. <laughs> uh, I got one famous uh, Exeter hero, war hero. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> joking, <laughs> kindly Rowling. <laughs> oh, Just kidding, Rowling. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No, we, she's cancelled. No, we've deplatformed uh, her but at Community Notice Board. Yeah. Is a lady. She was due to come on next week, but we yeah. cancelled. Yeah, she, she read about that person's hanging thing. She goes, it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, okay. <laughs> at which point we Hello, said, we'll take I's... Freddie McManus. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I have a war hero from Exeter. Mary of Exeter. War hero. Uh, famous. Uh, was, was awarded one of the highest medals possible. Um... And yeah, it was basically one of Exeter's in this is World War Two. Uh, but a Mary of Exeter was uh, a pigeon. So, uh, so oh, yeah. Mary of Exeter was a carrier God, pigeon. Alex White with his pullback and reveal. <laughs> You're one of the greatest in the game, bro. Yeah, it like, was no me idea. thinking it was a human woman <laughs> because of the name Freddie. was like, oh, female woman. How do you put a medal on a pigeon? That's a cute, like, is it a cute little medal? Yeah, well, she was. Yeah, I, think, I think that pigeon couldn't fly if it was a real <laughs> one. <laughs> the but pigeon got a broken neck after being presented <laughs> with the medal. And that takes us back, like, they're trying to find the next Olympian after. They just need Another medal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the only medals they got us from but fucking. Mary of Exeter was uh, one of the pigeons who was uh, carrying messages, obviously. So this is what Mary of Exeter had to go through. So pigeon, what they would do is that she had a um, a loft in Exeter. It was owned by some guy. He bred a bunch of pigeons, and then they they would take the the pigeon uh, when they um, transported um, troops over to the front line. They would jump out of planes, and when they were jumping out of the planes, they'd write a message like, "All right, we successfully jumped," or "This is where we're going," yep. and drop the pig. The pigeon would jump out with them, and then the pigeon would just fly back home with that, that message. That is so cool. That's yeah, it's pretty cool. So they did that all the time, and on the way back, uh, the pigeons because they had really important information. The Germans wanted to uh, kill the pigeons, obviously, because they were like they saw them. So they would shoot him, but they also, um, on the first occasion, so she did a bunch of messages, but then on the first occasion um, that she got hurt, she was attacked by German-kept hawks. The Germans oh, wow. had were like, we're going to get some fucking this hawks. This is like Pokemon. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Just Ash Ketchum throwing his hawk out there. So the hawks attacked her. She she came back and landed, delivered the message successfully, had Man, wounds to her neck. Our good old English pigeons. Yeah. Like, yeah, they got fighting fucking them. German hawks. So you think attack, the pigeons are pretty easy to breed, I imagine. It's not that hard. So that anyway, yeah. she's attacked neck and the breast and everything, cut all up, and <laughs> then she recovered. <laughs> and bit, then, bit blue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about they're, that. They're, 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 they're about 80% breasts. <laughs> so it's really hard not to scratch them on that. But uh, so that's <laughs> like, even, even, in a, even in a, it's weird. Really, really hard sounds like you're tempted to do it. <laughs> So she recovered sufficiently and was put back into service two months later. So she wasn't even on the fucking Fuck yeah. uh, on on the stretcher merit. for long. And then on the way back, another time got shot. 
and half of a, a tip of in a wing. In the tit, no doubt. Tit, <laughs> right the old titaroo. And uh, three pellets were removed from her body. She recovered past flight tests. So they're just like, come on, Mary. Yeah. we got to get off the fucking couch here and send her back out. And so then she came back and on her final trip, she did all these message, uh, messages. On her final trip, uh, she was ex- explosion and shrapnel got into her neck muscles. And her owner, made, her owner made her a leather collar to hold her head up. <laughs> and, and then at that point, he's like, all right, I think, I think she's had enough. Can, so. can I interject? Uh, one, it seems like Mary is terrible at this. <laughs> Every time she goes out. And two, it reminds me when Trump talked about John McCain, like, I prefer pigeons who don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, she, oh, after that second, like, hospital topical, stay or, like, yeah. vet stay, Surely she must have been like, you know, they're not going to send me out now. And then she's getting on the plane. She's like, why am I on a plane? Oh, you guys wearing parachutes? Like, what are and, then, and then she checks the message and it's just a riddle to demoralize the <laughs> enemy. It's like, his stiff hanging thing. <laughs> what is this, a key? <laughs> so, and then they retire her, but she's got this fucking leather collar to hold her head up, which is fucking And then insane. they put a medal around it. She's like, I don't have shit on me, dude. <laughs> so Give me a bath. Then Fuck. while she was in the loft, uh, where she, you know, was obviously kept, um, so she didn't get sent back out. The fucking the Germans fucking bombed the loft, so she's still in home at Exeter, and they just do a bombing raid on Exeter, and they kill all almost all the other pigeons housed there. But Mary survived with half her head hanging off. No oh, fuck all. And but what quality of it. life though? Yeah. Uh, well, she that was in forty two when she got bombed, so she's out of it in forty two, and she died eight years later. Jesus. So she lived another eight years. So she got Mary's the Dickin medal, which is like she got the, the what? The what medal? I think you mean the Keyan medal. <laughs> the Dickin medal, which was like the, the animal. <laughs> you, you're right. clearly misspelled. Spell uh, that. The, the Deacon I medal. Nope. If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cock and balls. Yeah. See, if I was trying to get into a club and bouncer was like, "You're going to get the Dickin medal tonight," I'd be wrong. Isn't there a fucking type of? Cider in the UK called Dick and Cider. I don't know. We need George Pettifer back for that one. I yeah. Think. yeah, I think so. The Dick and Cider. Anyway, um, so anyway, te- uh, yeah, nineteen fifty. So she she won that that medal. So there you go, Mary of Exeter. I love and that. My grandfather's house got bombed when he was a child in World War Two. Really? So yeah, and he was sleeping and just was like, oh shit. My house, is, <laughs> my house has been bombed. <laughs> As like an eight year old or something. Yeah, like a nine year old, probably wearing like one of those like. You know, nightcaps night and stuff. <laughs> With a little candle. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, it was just rubble. Jesus. Oh, yeah. So it just crumbled around him and he's just snoozing on the fucking Well, I assume, <laughs> there was a, I assume there was a bit more going on. <laughs> <laughs> but the version I heard was I was in the house when it got bombed. Yeah. Damn. I have one and more. They're, like, uh, they're like, you having a good morning, mate? He's like, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> As is the Kirk way. Yeah. I have We've one always more, had a way um, with words. One more local legend, this time a human. Uh, one Tommy Cooper. Hey, don't, just don't spoil the surprise. <laughs> okay. just, uh, pull back and reveal. Oh, that oh no, I'll, I'll say for the record, if Tommy Cooper had not been a person, I would have been furious. <laughs> like, <laughs> <this is> fucking. <laughs> well, I'm sure you all know, but like a pro- yes. like a lot of the listeners wouldn't. Um, but basically, Tommy Cooper is a famous comedian. He he grew up in Exeter. He moved there when he was three years old. Um, some stuff like just again. Sorry to. I'm not an Alex. I can't pull back and reveal. Yeah. I'm going to lay my cards on the table oh. early. He famously died <laughs> on television. That's a big reveal. <laughs> you can get through to the end. My reveal wasn't that she died, that Pigeon died. <laughs> yeah. You can at least be like he story. grew up performing comedy. Yeah. And, well, but no. he was famous. So, so yeah, I know Tommy Cooper from that, but yeah, to- yeah. was Tommy Cooper famous before that? I mean, he was in, in hugely in successful. Like, Videos. probably for a time, give, give the biggest a, comedian in England. Se- yeah. Seriously? Like, give us a comparison. Will Anderson? Would oh, bigger. Big, no, big, big. I, I'm like, talking Australian English like, comparison. So the que- yeah, he's yeah, like no. the Queen's favourite comedian. You can't be bigger than Will Anderson in Australia, though. So that's my comparison. Yeah, oh, but Baron, that's what maybe. I mean. Like, maybe even bigger than that. Yeah, like, like huge. Wow. Right. Like, okay. massive. Like, like, I would go into a WH Smith and there'd be, like, his, like, VHS tape. And it's like, the, like great, yeah, the greatest the hits are talking yeah. here, but, like, the it was always on that, like, Royal Variety show, like, the Queen. Right, yeah. She's fucking thick as shit. So she loved He's like, he used to do magic tricks badly. That was the bit, right? Go up being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. He had like catchphrases, but I can't remember them. And they'd be oh, like, oh, so that, that sounds like his final catchphrase. Oh, shit. Have you seen it? It's filmed. Yes. It's, yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. YouTube. That oh, was so going to be my big reveal. Yeah. So, that, so the setup is so I didn't know that's so funny that he did magic tricks badly. So. 
And then he just suddenly like he's got a new way to because well, he famously needless to like, say he's crushing like he yeah. collapses yeah. and people have are you like know, have you seen the footage? I have, but I didn't know yeah, that. He was, he that's why fans. people were laughing because they're like this it was on brand Tommy for Tommy. Cooper. Yeah, Fuck. to pretend to die on a tree like that is classic Tommy, and he was he died. Like, that is if, what, like, any It'd be like who, imagine if like Drew choked while riffing and people be like, oh wow, he's really struggling to get this one out. He's going all red, and we're like, don't worry, he knows what he's. This he guy, he, he must, be, haven't seen he must be really embarrassed about the quality of this. I got a few little um, biographical notes from this guy. So this is from a, a biography of, of him by John Fisher. So he just goes, everyone agrees that he was mean. Quite simply, he was acknowledged as the tightest man in showbiz with a pathological dread of reaching into his pocket. One of Cooper's stunts... Unless to reveal a dove. (laughs) (laughs) One of Cooper's stunts was to pay the exact taxi fare, and then when leaving the cab, would slip something into the taxi driver's pocket saying, have a drink on me. That something would turn out to be a tea bag. I mean, that's good. That's a great, great bit. Yeah. That's, that's a, a fucking great bit. Man, I would rather have that as a story to tell. As a I'd also go straight on eBay pounds. and try and sell that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, true. That's a little great. Tommy bag. Um, It'd be weird if he was like, <laughs> like tea bagged them or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was mean. Have a drink on me. Lie down on the floor. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna dip my balls, balls on your face. My steep, like, my what balls. cab driver's gonna be like? All right, I'll get out of the car. Uh, he's probably yeah, as long as the meter's still running yeah. while he's doing it, you know. This is a weird way to tip me, but okay. Um. <laughs> Just a tip. He um he he was a bit of a booze bag. And yeah. uh, by the 70s, he'd started to, so it says, alcohol had started to erode Cooper's professionalism and club owners complained that he would turn up late or rush through his show in five minutes, which I don't know how long, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a 20-minute headline set or like an <laughs> hour theatre show that he rushes through in five minutes. Um, in addition, he suffered from chronic indigestion, lumbago, sciatica, bronchitis, severe circulation problems in his legs. Uh, so when he realised the extent of his maladies, he cut down on his drinking and the energy and confidence returned to his act. However, he never stopped drinking and could be fallible. On an otherwise triumphant appearance with Michael Parkinson, he forgot to set the safety catch on the guillotine illusion, which he had cajoled Parkinson. Only last-minute intervention by the floor manager saved Parkinson from serious injury or worse. That is unreal. So he he almost decapitated Parky. A national treasure. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, You would hope the floor manager's not like a drunk, idiot comedian. I'm sure you put the (laughs) latch on, dude. Yeah, fine, man. That would have been fucking insane. So this guy was in his 70s. He was a drunk. He had every single illness known to man. Yes. There's a lot of resentment. Was he in his 70s when he died? I thought he was younger. He might have been like, this was in the 70s. Yeah. Sorry. So oh, there's, there's a lot of resentment in the industry now of like, what does it take to make it? And I think a lot of that resentment is due to the fact that back in the day, you could literally be an absolute mess of a human yeah, being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the most beloved man in the country. Totally, totally. That's right. Because the Queen probably had eight comedians to pick as her favourite back in the 60s. Yeah, she loves Jimmy Savile and this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like unbelievable. <laughs> um, and okay, so yeah, I gave it away. He did die live <laughs> on television. Give it away. <laughs> Spoiler alert, people. Um, if you like, the footage is fucking insane. So watch it if you. And think it's you it's can just a it. club set or something, right? It's not. No, it's like, like one of the biggest variety shows. Yeah, is it, it was, like live, it was live on television? Oh my god, I thought it was like it's standout comedy. The they film it now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just a set. No, it wasn't like him like dropping into the store or something. So here we go. On fifteenth of April, nineteen eighty-four, Cooper collapsed from a heart attack in front of millions of television viewers midway through his act on the London weekend television variety show Live from Her Majesty's. That's what I'm fucking Majesty's saying, dude. In, in um, I'm right. thinking of another comedian who died not like ten years ago or something. There was another one, got another British guy who died, and it was more of a film. <laughs> oh, they're dropping yeah. like flies. Do you know like, what I'm talking about? Okay. You're talking about that was that was it. That was like three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. We, yeah. I thought we were talking about. That no, guy. no. This, this oh, is uh, this is Lord. '84. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I did think the Will Anderson comp was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It sounds like he's. I'm just trying to gauge this guy. It would be like it would be like in the '50s. Yeah, it would be more like um. Dame Edna. Dame Edna, yeah. Yeah, okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is how the Wikipedia describes the death because it is it's quite insane what happened. So an assistant had helped him put on a cloak for his sketch. Fine. While Jimmy Tarbuck, the host, was hiding behind the curtain waiting to pass him different props that he would then appear uh, to pull from inside the gowns. So that was like the trick he was going to do. Funny. The assistant smiled mm-hmm. at him as he slumped down, believing it was part of the act. 
Likewise, the audience laughed as he fell backwards. At this point, Alastair McMillan, the director of the television program, cued the orchestra to play music for an unscripted commercial break. I was going to say, who followed him? <laughs> and and Tarbuck's manager tried to pull Cooper back through the curtains. They What happened was they got a second set of curtains and tried to revive him while the next act just went on. Like, oh. I was going to say, and, and this is important. I'll consult all you guys. Here, do you address it here, up top? Here, or do you just... Yeah. <laughs> I think you got the first joke goes bad, you're like, oh, I'm dying worse than Tommy <laughs> Cooper back then. <laughs> wow, Jamie, you're one of the greatest to ever do it. I not only get laughs from bouncers, but occasionally <laughs> Her <laughs> Majesty's... <laughs> Live variety uh, show. I don't know if you've heard of these guys, but it was Dustin G and Les Dennis. Les yeah, Dennis. Les Dennis yeah. is like a. He used to host The Price is Right well, in he, England. He, 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 oh, was it The Price is Right? It was a game show. I don't know. It was, like, it was something like The Price is Right. He was like a big so game he's show. Out there, there. I think he. What's the one where um, the Steve Harvey hosts? Family uh, Feud. Yeah, I yeah. think he did Family Feud for a little mm, bit. Yeah. Well, he okay. followed. They, like, they were literally performing while they were like back there, like trying to revive. Oh, Les that. Dennis is the guy from Extras. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> so they and then Tommy obviously, died. and did they? <laughs> I guess they did. They just keep going because they obviously they died. Went, they they didn't the revive him. The yeah, and then I mean, and people cool. didn't know. Like they were like, well, I guess that was a little like you know a little bit more absurd than we're used to with Tommy. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, he's running out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he Jesus. croaked it, and it's real fucked because the footage, like he ma- he makes this death gargle where he's like, and then just like slowly collapses, and the audience. I've never heard a hotter crowd. <laughs> they, are, they are losing. Yeah, losing. All I'm saying is, Mary the Pigeon would have made it. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been a professional. She would have done her time. He was probably rushing through the fucking setup. What gave him the heart attack? She's trying to do an hour's worth of material in five minutes. I'll tell getting you what. Jimmy Tarbuck to fucking throw props from backstage. <laughs> if you did follow him and you were doing badly, I'd go. I got one last thing which I thought would be interesting because we're all soccer boys here. Oh. Right? We played yesterday. Oh, yeah. Fred nearly got concussed, but he's Oh, alive. no. As you can tell from this appearance on the podcast, still in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Up Us, a... too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a bit about Exeter FC. Um, oh. Very famous uh, in English football history. World football history, Exeter FC. I don't know if anyone knows the story. Um, but in the 18 Jake from our football team and listener told me to bring up Exeter FC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did he tell you the story? No, no. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is... It seems like the only thing that's ever happened to them until, except for the time they beat, like, fucking, you know, I don't know, Southampton, the FA Cup or something. Like, this is an actual famous thing, right? So, the, yeah, in the early days of the FA, right, and before football has taken over the world, basically Argentina and Brazil are just getting into football. This is, like, the uh, basically the early uh, 20th century, so 1910s. Uh, Argentina, they literally have just, they're amateurs. They're us yep. down the park, right? Which is amazing to think well, of. But I mean. uh, and also amazing to think of where we're going to head. I know. Someone's messy. So then in, they basically send out a, um, a note to the English uh, FA and say, hey, like we're getting this team together. Why don't you send someone over to play us as a bit of a tour? They request an English, the English FA decide, why don't we just send Exit FC? Right, so Exit FC, this little club, they've only been around for 10 years, 15 players, they leave Southampton Docks, 1914, and they arrive in Rio de Janeiro, oh, 18 so this days isn't later. The, like the first world war. I was going to say, of all the trips out of England I could be taking in 1914, <laughs> the trip yeah. to Argentina to play football, <laughs> yeah. that's the boat I'm on. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm definitely on I'm this one. I'm in Southampton being like, oh, no, no, football, yeah. <laughs> this looks like a lot. It's a funny old game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to do keepy-ups with yeah. my helmet. Right, so um, they they get there 18 days later, and they're in re- and they're welcomed as heroes, as like footballing so it's gods. Like the Beatles coming to they're America. They're the Beatles coming to America. So they're all these uh, Brazilians are so they're so into football, they're, but they're really really new at it, everything like that. So and then they play, um, uh, they play uh, Rio de Janeiro's team, like Santos FC. They play the team, and then afterwards they go down and they have a dip at the beach, and they get all arrested because you're not allowed to bathe in Brazil and they have to get diplomatic intervention. They nearly get sent home, but they eventually Damn. figure it all out. Then they go to Argentina and they play a couple of clubs there. But as they're about to leave, this is where it gets interesting. Um, Brazil go, Hey, hold on. We've got some other teams that want to play you guys. Can you come back to Brazil to play? And they're like, look, we've had a great time. Let's do it. They want to play three different fixtures at three different clubs. And they've only got time for one team. 
So they play a game. In, look, we can only come back and play one more match in Rio. So Brazil go, all right, well, let's just pick the best players from Ooh. all the clubs. And they call it the Celso. And it's the effectively the first Brazil national team game ever against Exeter FC. Wow. It's the start of that. So they basically say, the best player from here, there, there, there. And then they come together as a Brazilian national team. So and this they play. is like us getting drunk and... Forcing everyone to name our ultimate five-a-side line. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which we do every time. Yeah. Um, so then they there was a, the birth of Brazilian national. So they play against Extra FC, uh, and this is a friendly. There's there's ten thousand attendants. So wow. you know, which is would have similar been to our friendly, similar <laughs> our friendly. Uh, and the local newspapers hype it all up, and they basically describe Exeter as in superhuman terms as this incredible the Avengers. Team. Yeah, yeah. yeah this oh wait, no, 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 the other one. The other one's the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. This is know. the bad guy. What? Yeah, the, the bad guy from <laughs> oh, the Oh, so you're a poet. <laughs> <laughs> I better see you in the Exeter book. <laughs> oh my god, is he dying during the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, we're talking about football and he's like, oh, about that comic book, bro. That's an analogy. Is that Thanos? <laughs> so then, so I love it because it's a friendly and Brazil striker Arthur Frederick, which oh. is not a very Brazilian name, but he's one of the first Brazilian um, national team superstars. He's on the he's on the receiving end of a good old fashioned English elbow, <laughs> losing two teeth in the game. It's a oh, friendly yeah. man. Someone's throwing elbows. It was wartime though. Yeah, right? yeah. The lads were g'd up. <laughs> I think it's safe also, to say. If you've ever played football with George Pettifer, you know what it's like. That's exactly right. So the Exeter's George Pettifer throws the elbow, <laughs> but the Brazilians' natural flair and ball skills proved to be too much for the dog of visitors, beating them two uh, nil. And after the final whistle, all the players are carried off the crowd's shoulders. And they're proclaimed national heroes. So that's Damn. there you go. Exeter is the start of football. And Exeter like wish we could shower after the game, but we'll spend the night <laughs> in a greasy cell. So <laughs> it's illegal, apparently. But there you go. So little old Exeter, little. not known for their sporting prowess, as you said before. Well, they lost uh, to Brazil. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> 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 if, if the first 11 when I was at the uni went over to Brazil, they're going to their asses whooped too. <laughs> you got to be throwing some milk. And they'll probably walk into the river like slowly <laughs> and stay submerged. There oh my go. God. All right. We so, have two final questions, Fred. Oh God, okay. I don't know if we can really do the second question, but we'll do the first at least. Someone comes to you and they say, hey, Fred, we want to relive the glory days of old university. Yeah. Uh, we want an itinerary, something to do morning, noon, and night. What do you tell them in Exeter? Okay. In the morning, what we're going to do is we're going to go... <laughs> to the cathedral <laughs> because that is the landmark that comes to mind yeah. and there's a Marks and Spencer's close oh, to oh yeah we so go to Marks and Spencer's yeah, 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 yeah. Marks and Spencer's is like a British I get it's not you wouldn't call it a department store, but it sells like groceries. I, I, I dare to compare it to Myers. It's Freddie <laughs> laugh at me and be like, oh, okay. oh, I don't think uh, so. Uh, you'd be wrong. Yeah, you'd be wrong. <laughs> you would actually be wrong. It's, it's all over Myers. <laughs> it is. Alex, you've inadvertently put yourself back in the phone. How on earth could you make that comparison? Myers has been through. Myers is Will sorry, Anderson. David Jones. <laughs> is Tommy uh, fucking David Cooper. Jones, all right. No, no, Myers has been shits all over that. It sells like some of the best Tom Pre-packaged food. Marks and Spencer's. Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> a takeaway. Marks and Spencer's. No, you don't understand. Putting, is putting a tea bag in Maya's pocket and going, mm. have a good one. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. You need to go to Marks and Spencer's. Jamie wanted Myers to lunch, get M&S food flown <laughs> over here. Okay. He goes, I wanted to get a sandwich flown here. Yeah, but Jamie would say that about Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. You were. Uh, That's Maya. That's you were, you were also Maya. on board with the idea. You oh, said I we did should it. split it. <laughs> yeah. Someone just on a commercial flight. There's a sandwich next to it in row oh, 12. But their roast chicken and stuffing sandwich is one of the best like sandwiches I've ever had. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. right. I'll let you go with it. But anyway, there's a Marxist person. It's your morning as you're going to a fucking oh, And then also the chocolate sandwich biscuits are among the best biscuits <laughs> in the world. It's pretty good. I once, last time I went to England for my grandfather's funeral, I went out to meet a mate and I bought three things of Marks and Spencer's chocolate sandwich biscuits. And by the time my mate showed up, I had eaten one and a half of them, like full sleeves of them. And then I just came home with a bag. My mum's like, what are you doing with all these sandwiches? I'm in mourning. Yeah, exactly. I'm sad. Are they like Pop-Tarts? No, they're not. They're like biscuits. Jesus, that's even yeah. worse than the bio <laughs> <laughs> What are you fucking, what do you guys think you're on? Disgrace. <laughs> They are delicious, and I will bring them back next time I go to England. Uh -huh. yeah. All right. 
Uh, we'll see how much like a yeah. pop tart they are then. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't no. finish them, I suppose all, you're sticking around for lunch then. It must. <laughs> 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 uh, we're doing a lap of the store. And then we're doing. We're also going to go to uh, an English Australian institution, which is Walkabout Bar, which is uh, what uh, like an approximation of Australian culture is uh, in like a bar. And the so Walkabout like an out, next to was like a big deal, where we'd go and watch like football games there, and it's like it's all Fosters on tap, yeah. like that's all it is. Animatronic characters being like, oh, like uh, Mark Spencer is like Maya, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like no, literally, you idiot. the, the <laughs> people behind the bar have like uh, hats with corks. So yeah. Jamie oh. trying to get in would get in if he was yeah. like, I'm gonna get blind tonight. <laughs> they'd be like, yeah. that's it. That's I think it. he becomes the manager. <laughs> <laughs> I got up at like seven in the morning to watch a state of origin in 2012 at in London. Uh, I think walk it about. must've been a walkabout there and it was fucking packed. It was sick in New South Wales. I saw Floyd Mayweather yeah. fight Manny Pacquiao at walkabout. Ooh, very famous, two famous Australians. <laughs> uh, and all they did was walk about. I'll tell you what, very few punches thrown. <laughs> if you guys boring. remember, if you guys bat. remember it was a chess match. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And wow. then, and then in the evening, up at, I've, as long as pick. we end up in the gutter shitting ourselves <laughs> in an ambulance, I think we're doing okay. We're finishing yeah. with a bit of Robbie Wood. In timepiece with yeah, the Spider-Man bouncer yeah. like hopping down. <laughs> He's going to pull you guys apart. <laughs> oh, that's how we end it. <laughs> so what's the last? Well, well, we don't really need to ask the last question because Freddie didn't like truly like grow up there. But yeah. like usually we ask, ask the question. people. Well, we would, yeah, I guess you could flavor. Right, Freddie, you? you are now the lead in Broadway's Treasure Island. It's the most successful Broadway show ever beating okay. the Book of Mormon Wicked everything must this watch with George and Alan have added a permanent third mic Michael wow. <laughs> Michael <laughs> McIntyre has mic. asked <laughs> you to do a guest spot on his show holy now gosh now you're famous when all is said and done would you settle down in Exeter with all that money or would you go do a master's degree in Exeter I think even as a successful comedian I could probably only afford to live at Stepcot Hill. <laughs> I would be entry level on that monopoly With a bloke board. who has 14 knives. With a jo- a jo- shout out, George. <laughs> uh, I hope you're alive, man. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels unlikely, but um, um, yeah, no, I, I think I would struggle to settle down in Exeter. Mm. It's, it's very decadent over there. Um, go there. visit. If only for the yeah. sandwiches at their version. <laughs> oh, you know you want, Mark. You can Hold me back. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking I'm furious. Fucking Line up for four hours because you're in pre-book for the uh, sandwich. You know, oh, it's, more, it's more elite than the clubs. <laughs> yeah. Like You get turned away. Jamie's and Mark Spencer's. Yeah. How many sandwiches you had, man? <laughs> yeah. You also have a fundamental misunderstanding of this. You and you. Think I'm that, actually angry. And you I think I'm joking, but afterwards, I'm gonna, after this All podcast, right. I'm going to explain them to you. Okay. You guys are just failing to explain it. That's All what right. I. I'm no, like, you're failing to listen. <laughs> it's oh, a department oh. store. Oh. It's better than a department, department store. It's out of your department. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Write um, in if you've been to a Marks and Spencers. They're the best. Right. Yeah, and they would write. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, on a letter. Freddie, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Um, shit, Social just, media? Any I gigs? Just finished a bunch of. Um, Shows mm. and so I have. I've not. I'm probably going to be appearing on Must Watch for George and Allen <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. You might do Everly Sin. Oh, I will do Everly Sin. That's that might actually be uh, coming up. Yeah. So very exciting stuff. Um, Always Jake, if you're listening, I'll I'll see you on the field. <laughs> um, I assume everyone who plays with us listens to this. Well, no, they don't. Put it just Jake. In which yeah. case, we're playing a tight four-three-three <laughs> <laughs> with the seven total players we have on the field. Someone will make it work. But thank you for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Oh, and as always, Everly? you got Everly. Yeah, if you like to watch live comedy, Everly Comedy is on every Sunday. I will not be there until mid-June, so don't even bother buying tickets <laughs> unless Freddie, unless Freddie's on. In which case, buy five. Um, also, I'm not going to be at Everly for the next month because I will be running my How to Get Into Pubs course. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a bouncer, first don't even year, dare a- Andrew listen. Bensley will be the first. Yeah, year. yeah. It's ninety nine dollars. You're gonna want a riff, mate. <laughs> <laughs> don't joke. What's your name? What's your name, bro? Drew. Well, Jamie takes him for the graduation show. Yeah. <laughs> Just walks around on a pub crawl. You better believe Angel is playing while we do that too. Uh, um, produced by Dante. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of good pods coming up. We release these every. Monday and we release the Get full video it. on Tuesday on our YouTube channel. We would love it if you subscribed. Uh, you can leave a review on Spotify and Apple Music. A five-star one would be preferable. And if you have any <laughs> tips or hints or stories about any suburb, give us a message on any of our social media platforms or our email. They're all easy.
easily findable online. Some version of Community Notice Board or ComNotPod or some bullshit. Otherwise, keep listening. Thanks, everybody. And yeah. keep being and keep cool. Rocking. Yeah, wow. keep on rocking. Oh, keep yeah. listening. Keep rocking. Girls and angels <laughs> contemplate. Skip to the skip to the chorus. And through it all, she offers me protection. Oh. A lot of love and affection. Oh.